99 with a f- Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard your outro the other day. It was like, this is 97, not 98. I'm going insane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's, it's, beca- it's, it's because like doing those outros is completely unnecessary. It doesn't yeah. need to be done. Which but is then just, if I'm going to do it, yeah. I'll, I'll do it. And then I recorded it twice and realized I'd said the wrong numbers and then went back and tried to record it again. Uh, knowing that I'd said the wrong numbers and then said them again and right. then had to do it like a fourth time. It took me for fucking ever. <laughs> numbers. <laughs> numbers. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, I like the personalised outro. Yeah. I, you've done them way more than I have. Well, I have to do them now because on the original one, the email address is now wrong. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, t- today's episode, so don't email to that address. No. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was weird. And they sent like a, you said it was going to be like eight hundred pounds a year <laughs> yeah. to to yeah. maintain the email the people, address of the podcast that yeah. nobody listened. To. <laughs> <laughs> the, the people that sell our domains said, "Oh, we're not doing the .audio domains anymore. They'll be they've been taken over by someone else." And I went back to them to renew, and they were like, "Yeah, that'll be six hundred and twenty-eight pounds." <laughs> 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 oh, oh, okay, oh, right. So our livelihoods are over. Gmail's free, so. <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah. that makes sense. All right, fair enough. Bye, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I've got to do more personalised outros. And I've, I've got a setup now, an official yeah. like audio setup, so I can actually be able to be a bit easier for me. Yeah. It just means I have to copy it from one storage device to another one, which yeah. is a lot of hassle. You know, so I come up with some kind of internet thing. Yeah. That'll probably work. Like a Dropbox or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but that requires thought, something that I'm not famous for. So, <laughs> <laughs> figure something out. Uh, I learned a lot about myself. Well, I didn't learn, I remembered a lot about myself this week. All right. And it's just, there's this whole thing about when you grow up and things like get more and like life becomes more and you just mature. Yeah. There's this sense of obligation to start taking things more seriously. And I'm just not wired that way at all. Right. It's just not in my system. I mean, like, if if I need a reason to do something, if the reason is boring and logical, I just won't care. Like, I'm diabetic. And you go like, well, you should take care of your health. Why? Because you're diabetic and you'll die. (laughs) Yeah, but that's boring. That's just way more boring. If the, if the, if there's some kind of ludicrous reason for me to do something, then I'll then then I'll then I'll be much more entertained doing it so yeah. i have more fun doing it so then which is a pain because it means that with real people who are in the whole taking life seriously kind of zone yeah i'm just i'm the antichrist <laughs> 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 because it's, 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 there's a balance right because there's this it's a spectrum of of absurdity right and i think it's my purpose is to try and find the right balance because there's people who are absurd who are a burden Mm. Which is like, let's go out for a drink. Yeah, but let's go in a limo painted like a fox. Yeah. Can we just go out for a drink? (laughs) (laughs) Why do we have to go in a limo painted like a fox? That's the whole like, oh, that's just someone trying to be a bit wacky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it becomes burdensome. Yeah. But if it's just like, we went out for a drink, but I turned up in a limo painted like a fox. Yeah. Then that's absurd enough. This is on you. Yeah, I I decided to do that. It made me feel better. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's how I decide to live my life. I don't want to bring it on any. If anyone wants a lift, yeah, more than welcome. That's Nick. He he wears chainmail. It's just what he does. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't try and get everyone else to wear chainmail. No, he just he just wears chainmail. It's just uh, just what he does. He likes he likes the feel of it. He likes the the feeling of security. Yeah, that you always have. (laughs) And then there's absurd where it's 
I think a lot of people do it for attention. Mm. I just, I don't, I genuinely don't. Like, admittedly, like, if I'm doing something absurd and somebody notices and interacts, I do find that entertaining. Yeah. But I'm not, I, I'm entertained on my own. That's the reason <laughs> I'm doing it is yeah. because I find it funny. Like, yeah, the best man speech, me telling you that you had a fetish for Nelson Mandela. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I didn't care if anybody else found that funny. <laughs> I'm just like, I like that I found that funny and I told your family. <laughs> so I don't care about anything like that. Um, so there's all, yeah, there's try not to make it too attention seeking, yeah. which a lot of people do and it becomes tiresome. But yeah, if there's like, I told, I brought it up before that a psychic um, told me, a psychic told a friend of mine, about me by name that I was going to be a father within 12 months. Yeah. And that's something I don't believe in, but it's so absurd that it's more entertaining to live my life knowing (laughs) that I'm battling the paranormal. Yeah. Because it's not a case of like, oh my God, it's going to happen. It's like, no, now I need to make sure that it never happens. (laughs) So now I have to live my life around it. And I I reacted. And (laughs) a lot of this is, not normal behavior but it's just it just makes my life more interesting so what i've been doing is whenever i've uh, been in a situation where um impregnation was possible yeah um i i always use protection anyway because of, i've already got a paranoia about that whole thing anyway mm. so i just wouldn't leave I'd, I'd have them in my pocket at all times yeah as in like when i'm finished tie it off and just don't let anyone else have it <laughs> which is yeah unsociable <laughs> with kids pick- the rest of us are just like do you want this you want, <laughs> yeah well it means it around. if ever i get pickpocketed they're yeah. gonna get more than they bargained for <laughs> you know what I mean? so i've been yeah i've been keeping them taking them home and burning them in the garden <laughs> just like be- some ceremonial <laughs> rites. Yeah. just because it's just it's just that's a way more interesting day for me yeah that's that's what did you do today I'm not going to tell you, but inside, I'm, a, I'm a, I feel great. I feel amazing. Um, I watched a million of me die. <laughs> yeah, I cremated my own future. <laughs> People, neighbours are just like watching a, a bald bearded man do a ceremony in the garden every every now and then. Um, so that just makes it more entertaining for me, and it, it keeps me more occupied. And whereas seriousness always seems way too boring, and it, and like I say, I, I can't do anything unless. Um, it's entertaining. It entertains me. I can't do anything boring. It has to be a bit more interesting. Like when we did, uh, I did like a, some training session for a company and they had the whole, write down a story of your, um, when you were, when you pre- uh, presented yourself as a leader, write mm. down a story where you presented yourself as being bullied and all that kind of stuff. And it's just like, it's so it obviously, okay, this is a time when I, I, I organized a night out for my friends and yeah. I was just like, no, I'm just going to tell them the plot of Predator and just imply that I was in it <laughs> <laughs> just because that's much more fun for me. Yeah. And, the, and it could be much more fun for somebody reading it. And I did. And, and again, I didn't want it to be a burden. So I told the people who were training me, I said, do I have to tell the truth? And they said, no, like, fine. Brilliant. <laughs> and then they did regret it later on, but like, they tried to get me to do it again. I said, no. All right, then this really happened. Yeah. Me. And, you know, nine ex-special service soldiers went into the South American jungle yeah. <laughs> and encountered what we believed to be an alien force hunting us for trophies. <laughs> this is a bit more interesting. But um, so if I want to get anything done, and I used to have this all the time when I was, um, when I, that's why I say I remembered a part about myself as opposed to uh, learned something about myself. I used to do this all the time as a kid. It's just having different reasons 
absurd reasons why you couldn't do something or why you had to do something. Mm. So I need to start organizing my diet, right? I need to stop uh, having takeouts and all that kind of stuff. And um, I kind of realized um, that it needs to be absurd to do that. So one time um, after um, uh, an evening, um, I was driving home with uh, just a pile of used condoms on the passenger seat Mm. uh, with the seatbelt on. (laughs) <laughs> not not a monster um and i went to a drive through burger king because i was like i need to get a burger king because <laughs> you know i'm disgusting i'm horrible and diet blah 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 blah. yeah but in doing it as i as i pulled up to it i thought hang on this is a bit from the outside this could look strange yes. <laughs> so i decided to just have a bit of fun with it so i ordered two meals um <laughs> And pulled up to the window and, and started addressing, you know, my, uh, well, I guess my children <laughs> about what they Have want. A happy meal. <laughs> Being like, what do you, what do you want, kids? So like through the mic, they heard like that I was talking to children and then just pulled up, <laughs> just pulled up and there was just, there was just, just condoms in a passenger seat. And I was just started like, uh, yeah, still maintaining the role play conversation. Yeah. Of like, okay, who ordered the Whopper? <laughs> Passing it to, there you go, Jake. <laughs> and just never breaking character, just to see what would happen. And so, and because of that, I can't, I can't go back because I'd have to top that. Yeah. Or I'd be like, someone would be called or something like that. You know what I mean? It would be like, this. there's an insane person in, in the driving yeah. So now... I I can feel in my mind that either if I do go back to Burger King, I need a lot more preparation. Like I need to find some kids and dress them as condoms or something like that. I'd have to I'd have to make that way bigger, or I just can't go there anymore. And that and that, and that genuinely made so much sense in my mind that it's like, well, I can't go there anymore. Just can't. I can't argue with that. I can't, it does make yeah, but you shouldn't. Yeah, but you can because life is silly. Okay, I'll just go there then. No, no, I can't top that. No. That, that, yeah. that. That's absurd. Can't make any sense of it. So yeah. no way I can do that anymore. <laughs> so I just need to start doing that in more and more. Mm. Um, I'm not sure whether used condoms is the way to go. I don't want that to be my calling card. I think for a late evening sort of thing, it's fine. But if you show up to them at Starbucks like first thing in the morning, yeah, like that's a different vibe. Yeah. Well, it's just. It's 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 it, it's making the world your own little playground, I guess. <laughs> like, there's a petrol station I can't go to anymore because every time I go there, there's a man eating a tuna salad, mm, okay. and it just makes me angry. <laughs> so I just can't go to that petrol station anymore. And some people say this is limiting your life experiences. Like, mm. you know, you shouldn't be closing doors. What are you really going to experience at that petrol station? Yeah, I mean, you could have a life changing experience. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, but do you want a life changing experience with a tuna salad? Well, yeah. Do you want it while a guy eating a tuna salad is looking on? Yeah. Well, he, he was work, he works there on the till, right. but as he was serving me, he was just eating a tuna salad. And he was too, he was trying to be too pleasant. Right. And I just can't, no, just leave me alone. What a dick. Yeah. I just can't be dealing with that. So it, it just means, okay, cool. I just can't go there anymore. And then it's, it makes so much sense. I'm so decisive. <laughs> I'm so decisive when it, when it's something to be decided upon anyway. That I'm like, great. That's brilliant. That, and then you can do that to better your life. Like you can't eat, I don't know, complex. Like, like I was talking about, um, I don't want to get sunstroke anymore. I just feel like as I've grown up, that's something I need to be aware of. Yeah. So then I've made this whole thing where the sun is my nemesis and that <laughs> I'm coming up with a whole plot line and storyline in my mind about Solero 
you know, <laughs> the demon god in the sky who has it out for me and then come out with all these... It's, 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 it's been referred to as kind of like a childlike kind of teenager kind of attitude towards it. Yeah. But I just see it as more of just more imaginative. Yeah, it's just it's a, there's not much else going on in my life right now. I might as well make enemies with the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it into a, a tapestry of complete insanity. Yeah, and then just kind of live within that world. That'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it seemed. It just seems. It's weird that absurdity makes way more sense to me than anything else. And I think it's just a reluctance just to take life seriously because serious life is genuinely very boring to me, Mm. which is why I think that's random things pop into my mind of like we went shopping and I was screaming in the supermarket Mm. because I suddenly realized that I wanted nachos. Right. (laughs) I think I screamed nachos are the way forward. And you were like, what? (laughs) Dude, let's get some nachos. It's a great idea, right? It's like, yeah, there's, yeah, but. Why are you screaming? <laughs> <laughs> That's just more natural to me. But yeah, it means that connecting with real people becomes problematic because when people want to have serious conversations, I'm always more, I'm more, more leaned towards being stupid. Yeah. Being silly, being ridiculous. And I just can't deal with serious situations. As soon as, and I live in the absurd, if any, because I've had so much, I'm saying absurd a lot, but so much ridiculously ridiculously serious situations mm. that I've, I've grown accustomed to that. So that's no longer, I don't feel compelled to be, okay, now is serious time. It's like, no, this is even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that we should be taking this very seriously. Like I said, talked about before, about when we, when I put my dog down, mm. very serious situation, very solemn situation, yeah. but because the vet was a bit unprofessional and was like, <laughs> just a heads up, when we put her down, she's going to shit everywhere. Like, that's way funnier because everyone's meant to be serious. Yeah. I don't want to, but I'll play the part. And then someone else isn't being as serious. Like, where do we know these things? The world's a crazy place. Because life's just arrived. But yeah, so I'm going to try and dive a bit more headfirst into that. Yeah. And see where that takes me, I guess. For health. Yeah. <laughs> I just it, Things will be better. Like, it, it'll just make more sense if I yeah. make... And it, I've made, if I make you know, if I make an enemy of the sun, mm. and instead of like, well, you've got to wear sunscreen, it's like, well, no, I need to put on my Solero armor yeah. so that I am not defeated by my foe, you know, <laughs> and then mix that with a bit of screaming at the sun, yeah. mix that with being in the shade and making friends with the shadows. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's the beginning of a mental breakdown. But, Potentially, yeah. yeah. But I feel like I've hopefully got enough control to not lose complete touch with the world, yeah, and just kind of resent the world. The thing is, it's it's the point. At what point do you actually have a psychotic break in which all of your fantasy suddenly becomes your reality? But that sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> but I liken it to this whole chicken or beef diet. Yeah, right. You go. Have what's you the difference? Uh, on and off a little bit more, but I'm mm. trying to get fully back into it now. Yeah. Um, but that chicken or beef diet um, could easily be seen as an eating disorder. As in, if somebody could physically only bring themselves to eat chicken or beef, mm. that would be a mental disorder. Yeah. It would be an eating disorder of some kind. So it's like, I can do that whilst being able to do other things, but recognizing this is what I should do for now. Mm. And you go, that's kind of the same difference between having an imaginative uh, life experience um, to having a psychotic break. (laughs) (laughs) 
so yeah, it's, yeah, I've seen benefits from being more absurd. And it's, I, you could call it creative. It didn't feel creative. Mm. Just felt in, imaginative, I guess. Um, just to kind of do all these kind of random things. But it just means that I'll be a little bit less socially uh, accepted, I guess. <laughs> and that's never really been a problem for me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How about yourself? How's your week been? Um, been a Burger King? No, no Burger, no Burger Kings. <laughs> no, it's been my my last week at my current place, and the whole thing's been pretty uneventful. Like, yeah, it's been fine. It just it just wound down like really naturally, and then suddenly I'm not there anymore. Yeah, and like I, I think <laughs> men- life. To be fair, like <laughs> mentally, I'd probably checked out like a year ago. Right. So like to be to, yeah to be to be gone now is just like not happy, not sad. Just this is this is what it is. Mm. Yeah. Um, but no, just working towards the next thing now, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then still doing the wedding stuff. Yeah. Not your wedding stuff, but other wedding videos. And yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I've got one of those to tie up. And then I start the new place in about 12 days. Nice. Something like that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Have a nice little break. Yeah, yeah. It'll be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm really uneventful. <laughs> yeah, well, nothing's really happened in the past two weeks. No. Like last week, we uh, yeah we had to do a, a, a compilation episode because we were both so busy, mm. and then just yeah this week was like trying to find stuff and not finding anything that much. Like, so yeah, this seems to happen from time to time. There's spikes mm. in world events, yeah, I guess. But uh, Mexico uh, presented some stuff. Uh, have Mexico has pro- approved a law allowing sexual intercourse and exhibitionism in public, providing no one complains about it. so it's like a crime based on a yelp review (laughs) (laughs) so like people can have sex in public so long as other people don't mind are cool with it bro yeah but then isn't that shouldn't that that be true of any crime well that is just the law as it is it's fine as long as you don't get reported yeah unless yeah unless someone complains about it yeah but anyway, uh, the move is intended to prevent police in Guadalajara, a city of one and a half million people, from extorting couples who, in quotes, give their love to each other in public, said a councillor who presented the initiative. The city council last week pushed through the reform, which now states having sexual relations or committing acts of exhibitionism of a sexual nature in public places, vacant lots, inside vehicles, or in private locations in public view will be considered more of an admin offence. What's a private location in a public view? Well, so I think it may be like a... Like in a house with the windows open. a window. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, a glass elevator. <laughs> well, the whole building would have to be glass, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because the... Yeah, after... Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so long as... Um, as long as a citizen requests police intervention. It just feels weird that you would critique somebody having sex in public, and if mm. it was good... <laughs> that's not a crime. If you're enjoying watching somebody have sex in public, yeah, that's great and legal, yeah, which doesn't feel right. Because, it, but so then that's a weird you're social really doing thing. Isn't is it? stopping unpleasant looking people from having sex in public? Yeah, because it's a difference between like I'll watch that and I don't want to look at that. Yeah, and I mean that's entirely subjective as to what you find unpleasant. Yeah, but yeah, it just seems. Like, because people are going to feel it's unpleasant anyway. Yeah. I mean, just take people with children, I imagine. But again, this is all just because it's the social feeling that sex in public is wrong, morally not right, you know, kind of uncomfortable and socially unacceptable. That's only because we feel that way. It's not because of anything real. 
No. It's just socially we've kind of believed the same way that socially years ago, you know, women weren't allowed to have heads just because (laughs) (laughs) it was like, no, don't. If they have heads, then there'll be sexual tension. Yeah. You know, like cover up your legs, put the legs, put trousers on tables or whatever the fuck they did. Yeah. um, To kind of do that was the social feeling of it. And you just kind of go, well, we're kind of moving further towards that kind of feeling anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense. It's just a weird time. In did, did you go to one there. of the sex shows in Amsterdam? Yeah, yeah. I, d- I never went. It was never something that piqued my interest, really. But, like, um, anyone that I've spoken to that went said, like, it was interesting for a couple of minutes. And then it just felt really awkward. <laughs> I get the feeling it'd be the same if you just saw someone having sex in public. It's like, you don't well, see that no. every day, so that's interesting. And then after a couple of minutes, it's just like, it just becomes awkward. <laughs> well, I never got the awkward thing, but I don't really feel awkward in a lot of situations. No, no. But when I saw it, there was like four shows. I think each was like 15 minutes mm. and they're all different shows. And one of them was a couple having sex. And I think the idea is you pop in for an hour see the four shows and then you move on to the next thing yeah but we were just having a drink and chilling and so like this <laughs> the cycle just like reset right and they came it's like oh well this is this this isn't genuine and yeah it became like kind of a film critique of like no this is yeah this is just really mechanical yeah thing that's happening in the background it's just like watching a, a street performer yeah yeah which i guess is what they're trying to do it in Mexico. takes the humanity out of it the humanity <laughs> yeah i guess the humanity of sex is sex humane must be sex isn't inhumane you, well you said <laughs> you stop seeing them as real people in the you same way there's a real when you as see, an intimate moment yeah. yeah well like when you see people acting like they're not they're, yeah. they're not themselves you recognize them as characters yeah and so you have less sympathy for this actual situation <laughs> yeah i was thinking more less sympathy for the actors you just get used to oh this isn't this isn't my to my taste i prefer you know tom and jerry yeah. Do some Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Guy comes out with a big hammer. Yeah. Kills everyone. Guadeloupe, Morfin, Otero, the politician who proposed the change, cited a survey among university students in which 90% said they had experienced extortion by officers who accused them of immoral acts or exhibitionism. Uh, so... Well, this is more of a problem with the law enforcement there, isn't it, than yeah. it is the actual that's, crime. That's kind of the, the intention of the of the law change, yeah. so that police, so that the law can't intervene in that. So they've removed it yeah. largely, unless there's an official report, yeah. which kind of makes sense. Yeah, and so it's to try and open them up to do other it's, stuff. There were loads of stories about like when the Rio Olympics were on about the police like going up to members of the public and like escorting escorting them to like cash points. Mm. Like draw out all your money, or we'll take you to prison. Yeah, like just blatant corruption. Well, we, and just con men as well. I mean, like when I was in the Czech Republic, we went, we were on our way back, and the ticket system for the trams and buses uh, were a little bit com- more complicated than I've got my weekly travel card. Yeah, it was like you have to scan it at a certain point, or you have to do something particular that we just weren't used to. And these two guys came on. And uh, were checking tickets on the way back to the airport, knowing that tourists were there and stuff like that. Mm. And I didn't scan my ticket. I knew that I didn't. I did it wrong, but I just presented it with confidence because I'm a con man. Yeah, (laughs) con the world every day about I'm a normal person. Um, So they didn't question me, but they questioned one of the girls in our group who was a bit nervous and and stressed about it, and got the um, the leader of our group to go to a cash point and get money out to pay them directly. 
yeah. extra stuff for it. So it's like, I don't think it's, it's not just policemen, but yeah, it's weird to think that policemen who are representing, that have gone through training and all that, mm. it feels like they've got a bit of a problem on that. <laughs> yeah. And the police are the ones committing the crimes. But yeah, this is um, partly why they're trying to do it. Lawmakers hope the change will allow police to focus on fighting more serious crimes. Yeah, it's weird to be, it's bad to be extorted for kissing in public, but if you're being extorted for, I don't know, murdering in public. Yeah. You know, fair game. <laughs> it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and he's, yeah, trying to root out corruption in the police by making less crimes, not less crime, but less things that are considered crimes, the police have less, have less power, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Reduce the number of crimes. Therefore, reduce the number of crime by reducing the number of crimes. Yeah, but it's not the crime committed by the criminals, it's the crime committed by the police. Yeah. It's weird. Mm. Uh, anyway, elsewhere in Romania, a bear has been shot dead after it killed a goat, and broke into a school, and went to sleep. <laughs> the pre- <laughs> uh, it goes on. It's an overreaction, isn't it? <laughs> well, uh, the brown bear scared residents after it entered a garden in the county of Hargita, I think, before snatching, killing and eating a goat, according to police. <laughs> In front of the kids. <laughs> the animal then scaled a high fence. Scaled is a weird verb for a bear. <laughs> <laughs> it implies climbing equipment. It implies yeah. communication and safety, health and safety protocols. And all I'm just picturing like a bear just very clumsily, like <laughs> yeah. one leg over and then the other one. over a just, fence. Yeah. Um, which was empty at the time because of the summer holidays. Local government official Sandor Petres told the Media Facts news agency the bear killed a goat and had several naps. We just couldn't get rid of him. <laughs> so the main thing was like, yes, this bear killed a Your goat. Your Honour, he's killing goats and having naps. <laughs> yeah. So it seems like the killing a goat thing is more forgivable. It's a bear. Yeah. Um, and it broke into a garden. It's a bear. Yeah. So that's fine. But it was more that it kept sleeping in school. And in <laughs> Romania, we don't agree with sleeping in school. No. Especially if you count We take education sleeps. very seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this bear just wasn't wasn't learning enough. He fell asleep in first, third, and fourth period. You're right. <laughs> uh, after several hours, officers manoeuvred the bear into a secluded area and shot it. Mister Petrez said authorities were unable to locate someone to tranquilize the bear. It was tranquilizing itself. Yeah, <laughs> it was asleep. Yeah. To be fair, I'd be pretty sleepy if I'd just eaten a whole goat. (laughs) (laughs) And scaled a fence. Yeah. Give it a break. (laughs) So, yeah, it just kept on sleeping. If it's detained within an area or cordoned off in an area or whatever, just make sure it doesn't get out and wait. Summer holidays. I get that you have to deal with it. I get that it's trespassing. And I get... (laughs) Give it a fine. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, and I get that you shouldn't have bears in schools oh. and uh, it has to be dealt with and you can't just kind of shoo it out of the school and let it roam free among the neighbourhood. Yeah. But yeah, it seems like because they couldn't get anybody to tranquilise a sleeping bear. Yeah. Which is a hot tall order anyway. <laughs> it's like, don't want to get it to too much sleep. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, just shot it. and Well, yeah, I guess we're just shooting the... All right. I don't like this bear. He's too well rested. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's hibernating. He could I don't like that any when bears hibernate. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, it's learning algebra. <laughs> it's made it into the maths area. Uh, it's learning. Kill it. Kill it now. now. Yeah. So now in most parts of the world, you, can, you can't have sex in public, but you can eat a goat in public. <laughs> well, you get shot. 
You, well, it's, it's more than if that. you go to sleep after. You don't go to sleep. <laughs> yes, as long as you stay rem- completely conscious for yeah. eight hours after eating a full goat, <laughs> like one of those eat, those eat the massive steak in under an hour, yeah, kind of thing. Except yeah. it results in you getting shot. <laughs> uh, this next article is uh, not not funny, uh, but uh, it's just something that I kind of go. I don't know. It it, it puts it put things into perspective for me because there's so many different. There's a whole thing about functioning in in society that we all have to accept to live by certain rules, mm. and we all have to um, try and communally live as best we can. Yeah, and I just I think that's a good idea, and it has to be done because in order for people to work as a group, there needs to be sacrifices. But there's certain situations I just couldn't, really couldn't. Like I said, like um, if I saw a friend get punched in the face. I don't know what I would do. I just can't. <laughs> if someone punched my brother, God help them. Yeah. Like, it's so much just subconscious rage that my angry gorilla demons would just overtake. And this is a case that I, I can't believe it. Like, so many people read articles to be like, what? This is so unfair. But this one, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. I'm not even going to read it all because I just get angry. But basically, a 14 year old boy, like, kicked and punched a dog to death. And uh, was just fined five hundred pounds. Wow! And I'm just like, I get that dogs aren't people. Yeah, I get that it's different to murdering somebody, and I get that it's a minor, mm. and I get that. Uh, I think the child was um, uh, brought up in a you know bad home of domestic abuse, so I get that it could be something else. But there's a whole thing, isn't there, about harming animals and all that kind of stuff, mm. where you kind of that's it's a sign yes. of something yeah, worse yeah, yeah. just to charge someone 500 pounds yeah. that he and can't pay. Like, so his mum has to pay it like yeah. 50 quid a week for just 10 weeks on your month. It just seems like something to, something to drop. Like you'd at least like give them some responsibility. Like, okay, yeah. well, uh, yeah. Like you say, like charging money is just like, well, it's going to come out the parents pocket. Like he's going to yeah. feel the discipline of his parents, whatever the fuck that ends up to be. Yeah. But, and his parents are domestic. <laughs> there's a domestically yeah. violent so, area. Anyway. Right. So that's not exactly going to solve a problem. He's just going to go back into whatever shit it was. So but, like with something like that, you'd be like, okay, well you can, you, you sentenced to, um, 10 weeks of, uh, voluntary service at a dog care home. Yeah. But even that, he kills dogs. Don't, don't send him. No, but like he's, he's like he's, yeah, he's, he's trying to against a dog. It's not a pattern. Yeah, but yeah, but but yeah, but so my understanding of that was just there's bad things that happen in the world, and mm. people will experience tragedy, and they have to learn how to deal with it. But they have to try and deal. Like if if somebody killed my dog, and I found out they were fined five hundred pounds. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to be in society anymore. No, like it would just. It's so strange how there's certain. It seems like all of life is trying to do things the right way and avoid experiencing things that will make you snap. Yeah. That might be too per- <laughs> That might just be me with anger and stuff like that. But it seems like so many people's people's entire lives are defined by a split second decision or a moment of passion. I mean, we spoke last week about, or the week before, about um, the, the baggage handler who decided to just <laughs> steal yeah. a plane. Yeah. Like his whole life up to that point, was fine and normal and everyone was okay with it and then the i don't know hour of his life where he just we just had a random not even the hour the 10 seconds the 10 minutes it took for him to decide i'm getting in that plane to fly it turning it on and taking off that 10 minutes was hit was it was a, was a brief window of 
of a different side of that person that just kind of changed their whole existence forever. Like, uh, and so, yeah, yeah, I, I can't understand how anyone could could accept that. As in, if somebody did that to my dog, I would just kill them. I would, yeah. I had no idea what would happen. Yeah. But yeah, would not be able to function in society. So it's weird to think that there's a timeline of like, no matter how much you try and organize something, something could happen somewhere which completely throws it off course. Yeah. And it's insane. I mean, there was another article, just to wrap up the non-funny parts, about a guy who's been sentenced to prison for killing his pregnant wife. And you go, that's terrible, that's horrible. Mm. But he did it because he saw her strangle their children. And it's like, because um, they were getting a divorce. Right. And And you go like, yeah, it's completely terrible. He needs to be put in prison for killing somebody. Yeah. But if I saw someone strangling my children to death, yeah i don't know what i would it's yeah, so yeah. insane so it's kind of like um i don't know it's kind of like we're putting a uh we're on our best behavior in in society in the whole on, on a day-to-day life mm. but really we are just I, i've always in, in in embraced the whole we're all just kind of primal animals kind of going about things pretending to be civilized yeah because yeah at any point and some people will break shorter than others like i said before there's um about serious situations I've been in enough serious situations where I don't feel the need to take them seriously. Whereas some people would be, some people would be tense or, or afraid of a certain situation, say like a really big argument. Yeah. Whereas I've already experienced that. So it takes more for me to break in that situation. But it means maybe if I then break that little bit more, it'll be a more explosive break. <laughs> so it's weird to try to kind of have that. But this guy with the dog, like they let him keep the family dog. Which I kind of feels weird as a judge's thing, like because like, hey, you killed dog, you've got a family dog, yeah, but it's our family dog. Hey, if the parents are okay leaving their dog killing son yeah. in their house with their dog, yeah, <laughs> okay, I guess go for it. <laughs> just seems just seems insane. Yeah. Anyway, that's the non-funny part. Okay. Well, actually, it's a bit more non-funny, but for different reasons. Uh. It's been a slow news week. I decided to look up the local news. Uh, Staffordshire plans for a new sign outside a grade 2 listed pub will be swapped for a different design following angry objections Mm. Um, so this is uh, intense high octane news where somebody wanted a news with a sign with flashing light outside their pub and uh, ancient house is apparently of outstanding national significance yeah not sure Mm. but we don't want a flashing light outside our pub. Take it down! <laughs> and it was angry objections. We, so people very angry about it. We had this in Sandbach. Someone um, wanted a flashing sign and people got upset. No, there's a, there's a new fish and chip shop that's opened in like the town centre and they put their sign up and a load of locals complained. And it was, it's not in keeping with the signage in the area. <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> so It's like in the middle of like an old kind of like market town and there's this, this big neon fish and chip sign yeah. and and um and so and so they were yeah and they they got they, they petitioned the council to get this guy to take his sign down the business hadn't even opened and these things are fucking expensive it wasn't even turned on yet so, no so he operated for like six weeks with no sign and everyone was very confused as to what the hell he was <laughs> And then he's had this traditional thing. And everybody seems to completely ignored that he's right next door to a fucking Iceland. Yeah. <laughs> Which is on the cobbles as well. Like, that's not exactly in keeping with, like, yeah. the tavern and the inn and, like, the, <laughs> all of this shit. But it's like, well, no. We don't believe that things should be frozen in this. That's not in keeping with, well, I mean, the rest of the street's not frozen. <laughs> is it? So no freezing things. <laughs> 
But it's like but it's, it's raining outside. It should be raining inside. Big red and white neon yeah. sign. It's just <laughs> yeah. like it's, well, it's not exactly traditional, is it? People yeah. are just massive hypocrites, and they'll they'll take on like the smaller people. But if a big company moves in, they just tend not to do anything. Yeah, it was. I can understand how you want to keep the atmosphere of your environment kind of controlled in some way. Yeah, but to feel I don't know to take it to that. Not even take it to an extreme. It's just being active and trying to control. There's, there's three other takeouts on that area. strip, and they all have big flashy signs. Yeah. But this is a new one that moved in, and everyone was just like, "No, enough's enough. We've and had enough just, neon." Shit on this guy. Yeah. I don't know. I've, n- I've just never been a control person. I don't, no. I don't care. If it's okay, fine. Yeah. I'll be fine. <laughs> I yeah. will be able to live with that. Yeah. Unless I suddenly become ep- a specific type of epileptic. Yeah. I think I'll be fine. Yeah. So <laughs> more fish and chips, more industry, more food. Yay. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. But yeah, don't, no, no LED. Uh, plans <laughs> for a new timber fascia sign were submitted last month and agreed upon by the planning committee. Ugh. Let's get loads committees. of pieces. Yeah, just groups of people just yeah. trying to control things. Yeah. I don't know. Just can't deal with it. Um, on to another. Um, th- last, yeah, I said we spoke about uh, Bebo a yeah. couple of weeks ago. He stole a plane. Yeah. Um, kind of like for a lark. Yeah. I did it. And then died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one's similar vein. Um, a professional pilot has died after crashing a plane into his own house following an argument with his wife. <laughs> Many of us have had arguments with people and I'll never wanted... ended in a plane crash. <laughs> Again, the amount of organization that would be required to do this, like to, uh, I'm gonna fly a fucking plane into your into my house then, because fuck you. <laughs> This'll prove my point. Uh Dwayne Yude, great name, flew the Cessna Cetacean Jet. Jet. <laughs> I don't know, but a jet is way more yeah, interesting. It's intense. <laughs> That's fast. <laughs> Jets are fast. Uh, um, into his half a million pound home in Payson, Utah. His wife and her son, who are both inside, just walked away. <laughs> oh, the plane's coming. <laughs> sat there watching telly a jet smashes <laughs> through the whole fucking building well fine it's over yeah. i want a divorce and then just takes a minute to pack some fuck clothes you, Dwayne. <laughs> fuck kid you goes jet. up what's left of the stairs to get his teddy I'm like, <laughs> get your shoes they're on fire get your shoes <laughs> Uh, the 47-year-old is reported to have taken the drastic course of action on Monday, hours after being arrested for domestic assault. Domestic <laughs> <laughs> assault by plane. Well, no, no. So before we got in the plane, yeah, they had domestic assault. You want assault? And- I'll show you assault. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I don't know, maybe the situation was a little bit aggressive, was a little bit tense, and then she said it was domestic assault. Like... Oh, she said it was domestic assault. Did she? <laughs> yeah, I'll assault the dumb, the dumbest style. <laughs> uh, investigators believe that Yude, who's a medical evacuation pilot, took a plane belonging to his employer for the unorthodox mission. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure playing chicken with your family with a jet is yeah. a mission. 
but okay. And it's not orthodox. It's unorthodox. Videos posted online shows the house engulfed in flames, but later pictures show the building still very much standing and intact. That's a kick in the balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you try and make a statement with as much passion yeah. as a jet explosion, yeah. you hope that there'll be some kind of wreckage, <laughs> but for it to be kind of passively, aggressively denied. <laughs> he couldn't do anything right. Couldn't even blow up a house with a jet. <laughs> The plane lies entirely shattered and charred on the front lawn. Oh, <laughs> I missed the house a little bit. <laughs> Just on the lawn. <laughs> you know, you know, like, so he's been arrested for domestic abuse. So she's in the living room, like, tense and stressed and angry, yeah. wanting to continue the argument. Oh, yeah, I can hear him coming up the drive. <laughs> 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 Sergeant uh, Noemi Sandoval of Payson Police said the tragedy unfolded after Yud and wife San- Sandy had been arguing after drinking. The pair, who had been having marriage guidance, <laughs> <laughs> so just tell us how you feel. I kind of feel like driving a fucking jet <laughs> into Sandy's living room. <laughs> Sometimes, Sandy, you really piss me off. <laughs> Um, went for a walk to talk, but he is reported to have assaulted her at the nearby American Fork Canyon. <laughs> Seems weird. Uh, Yude, a father of a 17-year-old son, requested an escort to go in his home and collect his truck and some belongings around midnight local time, which occurred without incident. I want my truck back and uh, some of my belongings. I'm going to fucking fly a jet into <laughs> but Not rough- his son. <laughs> <laughs> What the truck? Uh, but at roughly 2.30am, that's two and a half hours after he got his truck back, he took off from the Spanish Fork Springville Airport, 50 miles north of his house. Uh, the plane barely missed power lines and other homes as it flew directly into Ude's own house. So he's a skilled pilot, didn't kill anyone else, didn't kill anybody apart from himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, it just seems like the best type of escalation to any argument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think just in general, just people in the sky. I just find it so funny. <laughs> Helicopter crashes, plane crashes. It's so funny to me. <laughs> just when it's it's meant for normal use. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm not saying September 11th was hilarious, no. but that was <laughs> that was done for like to incite terror or whatever or yeah. that kind of thing. This is just to prove a point. <laughs> And helicopter crashes, like the wedding thing was trying to be special. It's like, you don't belong in the sky. Don't do it. It's, it's <laughs> terrible. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> so uh, my stuff for this week. Dwayne. Fucking Dwayne Yude. <laughs> he, he took things to the next level. <laughs> Passes my thing. Yeah. But yeah, I noticed recently we've been uh, talking a lot about... Uh, you kind of think the quite offensive things. Like, imagine if... Uh, Dwayne's wife was listening to this she'd probably be a little bit sense more sensitive to the situation yeah and be like yo you shouldn't do that but that just ties in again to this whole offensive culture thing you shouldn't talk about this because of xyz and it's again it's that social i just had random thought about it and it's just it isn't designed like we we ridicule very very serious very very traumatic situations mm. especially with like dipping a toe in the water with certain things 
but it's just it's it's for the rest of society yeah it's not for the people who are in there and that's not saying that those people should be ignored it's just saying that those people are dealing with their own thing like i imagine that if you were going through something so traumatic you should maybe shouldn't be listening to podcasts satirically yeah. doing this like no you're, yeah. you're dealing with real life and, and trying to do other things so this whole thing about trying not to offend every anybody mm. it's just like yeah but there's like the, the, not everybody is in society all the time yeah and so the rest of society either doesn't talk about anything or talks about stuff that some of society can talk about while the others are dealing with it yeah and it's not to raise an army to defeat those people like this whole thing about um um uh pronouns and stuff like that that people having debates about whether or not it's right they're not trying to defeat these other people they're just trying to figure out how it's going to work in society Mm. and it just seems like yeah it seems like it's being so misinterpreted as you should never upset anybody at any point you go like well it's good not only do people need do the people who've experienced tragedy need to heal but the people who aren't experiencing tragedy at that moment also need to heal and also need to laugh and also need to do all these kind of things and it's the alternative of do you live in a life of an amount of absurdity i'm probably going a little bit too much into the absurdity side (laughs) or do you want to live in in a world where there is no absurdity at all and in order to live in that you need to really flatten out every life experience in the world and there's a spectrum that people kind of go between the two and there's some people want to live in a more serious world where god Mm. is watching and everything you're doing is going to define whether you suffer for eternity yeah which is similar i'm not that's not even a religious thing i've spoken before i kind of feel that's more the pc culture now yeah is that god is this other being which is the which is society and social justice and if you don't abide by its rules then you deserve you're a horrible you're an evil person you're a nazi you need to die you need to do this you're the victim of all that hate and you go like it's just modern day witch hunts yeah and and all that is again is based on some kind of higher power that they believe in and they want to inflict on everybody else and it's just all it is is how serious do you want to take life Mm. and do you want to take life and do you want to take that level of seriousness of life all the time yeah because you might be able to laugh about something now or you might be able not be able to laugh at something now but you might be able to laugh about it later so you go even if you're offended by something now later on you might not be offended by it anymore mm. like i was saying before I said before about babies people think like a, 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 a dirty diaper will be offensive to some people but if you've had a kid and you've dealt with them all day they're no longer offensive to you yeah it's like I've, this is fine i can now laugh about it whereas before i would find it disgusting mm. people change people's uh, positions on how they view the world change so if people just want to be taking things as serious as they possibly can then they should also recognize that they might not do that forever so why Mm. inflict this hellfire and brimstone attitude to everything yeah and just be silly about it but people don't want to be silly because if they're silly some people see it as a weakness yeah or immaturity or something like that and i've proven (laughs) you can be silly and productive yeah if you're skilled enough yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a random thought. Um, this is, this is uh, none of mine are really that funny. Yeah, it's, it's been a weird couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, I just did a bit about a fourteen-year-old punching a dog to death. <laughs> What's going on in the news this week? <laughs> well, if that happened to me, I'd kill him. It's a comedy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I would, I'd kill a, I don't know if I'd kill a kid. 
for killing my dog, mm. I would fuck him up. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, he would be terrified. Yeah. He, he would be traumatized. You could at least throw him through a window. Yeah, it, well, at the least. But yeah, I don't think I'd kill a kid. I'd kill an adult if they did it. Yeah. No, no questions asked. But there's still a part of me that's still like, it's a kid, doesn't know any better. Yeah. Whatever. But yeah. I'm going to add to his problems anyway <laughs> yeah. because he made that decision. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to learn that decisions have consequences. Yeah. Comedy podcast, I've threatened to kill a kid. I am the consequence. <laughs> <laughs> I am the law. <laughs> um, inmates at uh, Her Majesty's uh, prison in Hull are celebrating after the gardens that they tend won an award for being the best kept <laughs> in a prison in the country. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Another thing I'd kill for. <laughs> Another thing. Just how patronising can you be? This is one of the best gardens in a prison, not in the world. <laughs> for people who can only go outside one hour a day, you've done very well. <laughs> Uh, the outdoor space is tended to by 20 prisoners who say it has helped develop their sense of self-worth. One prisoner, Dave, said... <laughs> <laughs> what does Dave think? <laughs> if it wasn't for this and being stuck in a cell all day, I don't think I'd be here today. If it uh, wasn't for all those people I killed yeah. <laughs> and this garden, I wouldn't be. If it was, yeah, if yeah. It was, I wouldn't be here today. If, if, if it wasn't for this... And being stuck in a cell all day. <laughs> I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. So it wasn't for the fact that I was in prison. I wouldn't be in prison. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, and I can under, I can empathise with that, right? Yeah. If you finally find meaning in a project, in a passion project, yeah. for you to delve into, it definitely changes your whole mindset. You yeah. start looking forward to the next day. Yeah. Something that you can kind of improve. Yeah. They shouldn't destroy this scheme. I just find it... No, no, no. It's and just, again, if they've won an award, it just feels like a patronising award. Uh, the... Uh, the category, category, category B prison beat 15 other jails. <laughs> Don't make them compete! <laughs> to win. This, uh, this big building full of murderers and uh, all these horrible things. Uh, yeah, let's get them to compete with each other. <laughs> let's get them to dig up soil, maybe like six feet deep, and then just get them to feed it some kind of fuel, whether yeah. it be compost bones or anything <laughs> <laughs> get them to see who can dig the most yeah, great shells <laughs> um oh this is category b prison so i'm guessing that's like tax evasion and shit like that yeah i feel like category a would be the serious crimes I yeah guess. yeah yeah the category um, what the white collar crimes they call it yeah yeah um uh, beat 15 other jails to win the royal horticultural society's windlesham trophy uh, last year, inmates at Hull missed out on winning the trophy and came second place uh, to winners HMP and YOI Park in Wales. Um, another inmate, Steve, said <laughs> the garden <laughs> said the gardens had helped keeping going, and winning the award was a boost for prisoners. A lot of these flower beds have been years in the making, and it's paid off this year, and we feel good about it. <laughs> Steve said he was hoping to, <laughs> to go on to study horticulture when he leaves prison. Um, mm. I want to go back to college and get into la- in, into the landscape inside of the job, he added. Mm. Uh, RHS judges said Hull stood out because of its production of fruit and vegetables, which are used in the prison's kitchens, as well as donated to local food banks. 
The Wimbledon Trophy Award was set up by the RHS in 1983 by the former chairman of the parole board, Lord Windlesham, to develop <laughs> prisoners' sense of worth and encourage garden excellence in the prison community. <laughs> <laughs> now, so it's a weird, it's a weird area, isn't it? Because some people think um, think that prisoners should just be condemned to suffer, but it's people commit crimes. People well, need to be given the chance to learn from them. The thing is, the if you to intend grow. to let them out. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. like you can't, you can't be like, well, let's let's put them away in like an eight by four mm. cell for five years, and then just let them back out yeah, into yeah. society and see what happens. <laughs> but, because my guess is that they'll be fucking mental. Yeah, yeah. Like you need to, you need to do something. Like you have to, you you have to pay attention to how people work. Yeah, and it's like you can you, you can say make them do forced labor, but you can make them do something. Yeah, you like can you try could, and help the individual yeah. as opposed to using the, what condemning good, the individual to help society. What good are they to the rest of society when, they leave. like, that, yeah, like, when, when yeah. they leave? They've got to be able to do something, because otherwise, what's the alternative? They're just going to be back in fucking prison. Yeah, so it's it's a good scheme, and it yeah. does encourage people to go into stuff yeah. like labour. It's just not what there. you think of. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of people working in prison, I think of them like making licence plates. Yeah, but it just feels like that. there's a whole thing about when you first enter prison, you should try and, you know, punch the biggest, strongest person there to assert your dominance. Not like arrange a bouquet in the best, yeah. most <laughs> beautiful way and, you know, provide the formula for the best fertiliser. Yeah. It, it, it changes the, 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 the image of prisons, I guess, yeah. to... People, if they want to get into gardening, maybe they should just do a category B crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get a free apprenticeship into, yeah. into doing this kind of stuff. Oh, this is Phil, arsonist and spring bulb specialist. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I learned is don't set them on fire. <laughs> it didn't help. <laughs> but they came up lovely next year. <laughs> <laughs> the ashes from this year's flowers and vegetables created a new bedrock for the foundations of the next year's victory. <laughs> and yeah, does, it seems like the most insane people, or the most crim- the stereotypical criminal person, trying to do normal stuff in a group of stuff. This seems this seems uh, seems comical when you take the stereotypes into account. Yeah. So yeah, having like a pickpocket or a thief or yeah. a con artist yeah. trying to con a banana tree or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to do things. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny situation, but it's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really cool the idea. It's just the, the, the cartoon just, there's a contrast. panel of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, a man who posed as his ex-fiance's dead mother in a bid to win her back has been sentenced <laughs> Uh, sentenced to what? <laughs> sentenced to life as the dead mother. <laughs> to Roaming the halls of her home. It's <laughs> <laughs> a new tourist attraction in Dorset. Uh, Roy Medwell, 51 from Yeovil, uh, broke the terms of a restraining order when he sent... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's a, it, hang on. It says here, I can't be within five <laughs> yeah. miles of you. It says nothing about your dead mum. Yeah. Uh, when he sent Kay Wimbury a letter pretending to be the ghost of her mother a letter a letter the letter ghosts famous for visiting loved ones I'm just going to write you a letter sign your dead (laughs) the ghost of your dead mother Jesus Christ (laughs) 
The letter told Miss Wimbury uh, she had made a terrible mistake in rejecting Mr. Medwell and added, (laughs) (laughs) all you have to do is call him, the extra Crown Court heard. He was sentenced to four four months in prison, suspended for two years. <laughs> Writing a letter. <laughs> uh, Medwill had been uh, had been banned from contacting Miss Wimbury uh, after assaulting her in December 2016. He was also banned from entering Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want ghosts in Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> He's a ghost. <laughs> Uh, by the restraining order, but visited the county on four occasions. In July 2017, he went to the Willow Moon Psychic Shop in Cornwall for a consultation (laughs) and took a leaflet, which he included in the anonymous letter. (laughs) I was referred to this by the psychic shop. (laughs) The ghost. Here's some reading materials. (laughs) They've got a sale on how to talk to me in this psychic shop for the next month. Yeah. Um, the letter did not name Medwell, but spoke of the man who sacrificed everything for you and urged her, all you have to do is call him. Another anonymous message, supposedly from a well-wisher, but sent by Medwell, said, OMG, can't you see the greatness in this man? Um, <laughs> it's a great letter. Yeah. <laughs> was, was it typed or was it handwritten? I don't... Well, so it would feel weird if a ghost, ghost typed, typed you a letter. Yeah. And didn't email it. Yeah. It's like, was that ghost in the machine? There's like ghost in your email. Miss <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Wimbury told the jury she knew the letters came from Medwell because they contained details of their life together that only he knew, including a reference to a Christmas ornament, which had been, which she had been left by her mother and fixed by Medwell. Recorder, recorder? Recorder Martin Meek. Is that a thing? <laughs> That Musician, part of court. maybe? Recordist? <laughs> uh, recorder Martin Meek QC told Medwell, this sentence is suspended for two years and is designed to have the sword of Democles hanging over you for as long as I can. The restraining order is still in force <laughs> and if you contact Kay Wimbury again, you will go straight inside. That? <laughs> yeah. yeah, rookie mistake. Don't. I mean, impersonating a ghost by writing a letter feels like a weak... Yeah, court case. If it was just he had a restraining order against. Yeah. She had a restraining order against him, and he sent her a post. Fair enough. Yeah, but he signed it with her mother's That's name. That's the thing. It's like you could have you you could have signed it from someone she doesn't know. Yeah, someone you could have like, not signed it. This is just yeah. This is my mate. He sent you the letter. Nothing to do with me. Yeah, but yeah, but why has it got to be a dead mum? <laughs> yeah. uh, Seems very passive aggressive. Which yeah. is was it ghosts in a nutshell. They can't be too aggressive because they're corporeal. <laughs> <laughs> can't punch you in the face. Let's go, oh, you want to punch me in the face, don't you? <laughs> um, uh, this is my last one. Uh, Germany has no protocol to follow in the event of contact with life from outer space. <laughs> <laughs> How very German. <laughs> you should be prepared for uh, alien contact. Why? <laughs> Doesn't seem like an efficient use of our time. <laughs> yeah. The government considers such an event to be extremely unlikely, according to current scientific knowledge. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so German. It's so German. It's so correct. Yeah. But it's so stereotypically it's German. It's not going to happen. Yeah, but what if it does? It but won't. it is unlikely. Yes. 
<laughs> Should you be spending manpower and millions of pounds or, or millions of Deutschmark on this? No. <laughs> we have other things to do. Yes. Our trains run on time. <laughs> Our cars are famous. <laughs> it has a good, efficient way of operating. Yeah. Uh, the government, can, yeah, uh, unlikely uh, current scientific knowledge. Uh, the United States has a plan. Uh, while Germany a plan might, for the unknown. Yeah. <laughs> while Germany might not have a plan for extraterrestrial visitors, the US is more prepared. Even... <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're not. It's like saying that, that, that uh, you've got a plan for if somebody breaks into you. No, see, that's more real. It's got to put, yeah. like having a plan. If you suddenly wake up brown or purple <laughs> or grey, like you suddenly wake up a different colour. Well, I've got a plan for that. Yeah. You have no idea what's going to happen if you suddenly change the colour of your skin to blue. No idea. <laughs> no, but in that in situation, the event that I turn blue. I am now an eggplant. <laughs> the list says I'm so. I'm an eggplant. I'm an eggplant. Yeah, I, my German lawyer made it for me. It's... <laughs> As if the. T- Sounds so like competitive. Yeah. Well, as if you know, if we all turn into bees, America's got a plan. Yeah. And uh, Germany doesn't. We built so the America's biggest better. hive in the world <laughs> for human-sized bees. <laughs> it's literally what it is. It's like saying they're more prepared. It's like no, no, you're not. It's the unknown. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they, they might not speak our language. They might not exist in our dimension. <laughs> so many there's an infinite amount of ridiculous possibility <laughs> that you can't be prepared for it so just lying and saying that you are even before the establishment of a space force that u.s president donald trump has recently said he had plans for uh to create uh he's recently said he has plans to create a uh, as a new branch of the military the 527th space aggressor squadron space is already aggressor. a part of the u.s state's air force it aims to train u.s joint and allied military forces for combat with space-capable adversaries. Um, (laughs) Air Force Squadron regularly conducts drills designed to simulate what a space attack might look like. (laughs) It might just be a big puff of black smoke. What do we do? Um, We vape it. I don't know. (laughs) Just don't don't breathe. Don't breathe. (laughs) We win. (laughs) That's today's drill. Don't breathe. <laughs> it's every week it's something different. Fucking <laughs> preparing to fight the unknown. Um, from 2007 to 2012, the US also ran a task force that investigated sightings of unidentified flying objects with an annual budget of $22 million. Um, the UK also ran a UFO sightings project in the past. Um, and then it goes on to say how we would react. If uh, if aliens came, and apparently all the studies say we'd actually be quite happy. <laughs> it's always nice to have guests. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, this is just the international version of like. There's a stereotype of having a friend who's all, who can't quite focus on one thing. So like today I'm a I'm a photographer. Tomorrow I'm a I'm a, I'm a working I'm a botanist. Yeah, you know they can't figure out what they want to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's just America trying to plan for a space invasion and Germany's just like they should get their act together there's things to be done <laughs> like stop jumping around yeah. doing nonsense today the aliens are smoke and now they're boxes <laughs> and now they're a slowly twitching curtain bees 
You do you, America. $22 million and five years worth of your time have been spent doing that. Meanwhile, Germany has been growing. <laughs> we are Just... ready for bees. <laughs> <laughs> While America is trying to defend itself for bees, Germany is confident that we can deal with it. <laughs> It's like trying to, I don't know, prepare for the apocalypse. And like, oh, yes. well, it'll be fun. No, it's the apocalypse. Yeah. Everyone's dead. Yeah, but we'll be prepared. Yeah. For being dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. We've got the apocalypse force. <laughs> 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 they've, they've been shooting four horsemen every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are prepared. <laughs> yeah, try to deal with it. We've been killing famine. We've been starving famine to death. <laughs> All right, fair enough. That's what you wanted to. That's weird. Four horsemen. Mm. I, I find it. To, I've been thinking as well recently about how all these like stories and fables kind of come to life. Stuff like the four horsemen, and you seem it's so weird to Im- imagine now not knowing what's going on outside of your peripheral vision. Yeah, so, like think about World War Two. Like the amount of stuff that was going on. If you were in the middle of it, you probably had no idea. You were just seeing people leave your village, ne- either never come back or come back with stories about what they've done. And then there's some people who don't know how to tell stories. Mm. And then they'll tell it to somebody else and then that'll turn into a tale. Like all these things about like heroes, like um, like heroic p- figures through history, like say, I don't know, like uh, King Arthur, you know, so he pulled a sword from a stone. It's like, could it have been filtered through lots of different tales that kind of happened to where it kind of makes metaphorical sense that it was pulled from a stone yeah and that's how it kind of evolved so having no idea about what's going on outside and if you're posted in world war Two in an area that's not in combat you just hear down the line some there's been a horrible tragedy further down the line you have no idea mm. you, i can't remember how i got into this <laughs> <laughs> fables and things are weird yeah just yeah just try just to figure out how all this kind of news yeah. kind of happened and it's just to try and that seems to be the same case about how like the apocalypse and all these kind of the four horsemen that's where we yeah, yeah, getting yeah. from this idea that when f- um, a tragedy struck a town or a town was wiped out and then there's this this mythology that four horses four men on horses were watching mm. and it was just probably four people going fucking hell look at that yeah and it's like now they are was it death famine <laughs> they become these incredible creatures that people yeah. now know and fear and base their entire existence off of so if they see four people on horseback walking towards a town it's the end of the world yeah <laughs> and then, oh if it's only one horseman maybe it's just famine <laughs> just, just interpreting the whole existence through it seems so insane yeah but it's natural if you never really uh, hear about it and that's because bringing it back full circle <laughs> Some people live in an absurd world. Yeah. Some people live in a serious world. Yeah. And the more absurd people come up with the more interesting stories than the incredibly serious people. Yeah. So it just, there's 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 two sides of society, the absurd side and the normal side. And I just, I can't exist in the normal side. I'd rather live in the side where if a horse comes to town, everybody's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and you should live your life like that. Yeah. Well, I better prepare. Better put the food stocks in. Why? Well, there's a horse come down the road today and there was a man on it and he wore a hood because it was raining. And that means famine. <laughs> I've been trying. I've, I've been trying to figure out like an ancestral heritage of me. Like I'm convinced that there are. Mul- what's, there's loads of films about that, isn't there? Where there's like 
you through history. Mm. I can't think of them at the moment, but there was loads yeah. of like kind of like butterfly effect kind the of things. Made one, didn't they? Who are the ones that made the Matrix? The way, not the Wayan Brothers. Yeah, the yeah the yeah yeah. They yeah. had one with like Tom Hanks and a bunch of other people, and they followed this same chain of people through. Yeah. No, but yeah, but like, Blow, is it like uh, Atlas, kind of like Bill and Ted, thing. where they yeah. go through history and like, they they have these parts and they kind of yeah. go on. And I just think that yeah, yeah, I just think that there's always been, and I've I've never, I don't feel like there's any part of me that's ever existed in a serious world. Yeah. So and I think to my detriment, because the world's <laughs> not always been able to be silly. Yeah. It's like no, it's very serious. We're dying. <laughs> <laughs> And someone cracking wise, like, hey, it's not all bad. Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing inappropriately in medieval times towards royalty. Kill him. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so many different like, levels where my, my ancestry just couldn't exist. <laughs> just think that would be funny. And yeah, you need a little bit of absurdity. You need a little bit of seriousness. And if you go too far in either way, you become a dick. If you become too far into the serious thing, you become boring. Mm. And I think, yeah, it's just a little bit more on the absurd side. Yeah. <laughs> There's four horses coming. Well, Nick says <laughs> the world's going to end. Let Nick it's think right. whatever We've the fuck got a you space want. force. <laughs> <laughs> it's the unknown. We're prepared for this, unlike Germany. Yeah. <laughs> what are they going to do if four horses come into town? Close will- the gate. <laughs> <laughs> We will not let them in. <laughs> do you have a do you have a permit to come in? No. Well then you can't then come you in. You can't come in. <laughs> Americans. Get the bees! <laughs> Everyone dressed in bee outfits. It's finally time. Which makes sense with all the American cults, I guess. <laughs> seems so strange. Seems so strange. Anyway, it's the way the world is, I guess. Absurd but semi serious at the yeah. same time. Yeah. We're going through changes. That was episode 99. So next week is the big one zero zero. A few things to uh, mention before then. Well, only one thing really. Um, As mentioned earlier in the show, we have changed domain now. So the new email that you can catch us on is wisdom at pullingteethpodcast.com. Repeat, that is wisdom at pullingteethpodcast.com. Um... The um, the Twitter stayed the same because they couldn't make us pay any money for that one, so that's still at Pulling Teeth Pod. So get in touch, tell us what you think, tell us what you like, tell us what you hate, because um, we've got uh, episode 100 being recorded in just a few days' time to be released for you next Wednesday. Um, it's uh, it's it's going to be fun, I can tell you that much. Um, so if you want to be involved in any way, uh, get in touch. Um, until then, we will see you next Wednesday morning, bright and early, for episode 100 of Pulling Tea. See you then. Bye.